All right, peace, my guy. Yes, sir. Peace, brother. Peace to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's everything been? Uh, everything's okay, man. I can't complain. Living life, man. Adulting, you know, as they say. Yeah, that's the, that's the term for the past, what, five years that they're calling it, adulting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. Uh, Life's just good, going, though, man. Yeah. Bless yeah. still be here. Absolutely. Me, too. Uh, just learning to deal with the new circumstances that we live in and and still continue to be positive and productive as I go along. Certainly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, right into it, me and you got cool over a posting on Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly which one, but yeah, there was a few. We got some laughs, you know what I'm saying, for a nice little street. Yeah, um, so there were some people who were having debates about um, yes. history and Usually I, I connect with like-minded people who have a better mm -hmm. understanding. Likewise. Uh, uh, more than myself a lot of the times because sometimes, or I feel like they may have more knowledge than myself uh, because there are things that they know that I don't know or they know what uh, I know. And it's always good to find out if you can get, if you can pull more information. So um, we don't yeah. have to get directly into those posts, but it was basically people denying um, our actual history and where we come from. And they were labeling yeah. that something else. Um, and I think you disagree with it. I disagree with it. And like Sorry. other people disagree. And the young gentleman who was uh, going out of, his, out of his way to prove his point was being very uh, stupid. If I if that, if that's a decent enough yeah, yeah, I, could certainly, certainly. More, I could say a lot more, but I'll just say he was being stupid. Mm -hmm. um, insulting as if nothing could ever happen. You know, that's really what you what they only can result to, you know, once you, you can either result to calling it crazy. And then once there's so much information that's displayed for you to actually try to refute, that's when it becomes, you know, belligerent, insulting, you know, but it's, it's really step your game up, do you some research, you know. So here's how I feel about it. I feel like a lot of people or certain people, certain groups of people are just trying to find something to connect themselves to, right? Yeah. So with that, they, they choose these different um, denominations and, and they try to, to ride out on those things. But it's like, if you just do the research, as you were saying, you will find out that some of that stuff was started in the early 1900s. You know, it does exactly. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. go back too far. So when you start making these claims that you're this or you that, it's kind of like you're you're almost denying the fact that you could be the the, the closest thing to the soil that, that you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like as as much as we would like to be connected to something, we should okay. still try to stay connected to one another instead of belittling. Yes, sir. Yeah, belittling. Yes, yeah, belittling each other just because we choose a different denomination or organization. Yeah, indeed. I think a lot of us, you know, just, you know, speaking in context of being here on this soil, um, I think a lot of us really um, lose track of identity. Um, we all have the saying, you know, my brother, we all have that saying. We all heard it growing up, you know, either we would say it, or our friends would say it or something. I got Indian in my family. But are we not who our ancestors were? You know, so how is it that we allow ourselves to say openly, hey, I have Indian in my family, but yet in a logical manner, I would not 
I would denounce that and say I'm African-American and just attach myself to something else. You know, it, it's like it makes it no sense. But once you certainly once you dwell into history a little, you end up pulling yourself up, you know, by, by those roots that you actually were embedded in through your ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree with that. But again, it's not necessarily about the denomination you choose. I just, sorry, wish, sorry, I just wish that we would just connect more, like have an understanding, really. I think that's what it, for me, that's what it's really about. It's just having the, the proper understanding of someone may be a, a Hebrew Israelite. I agree. Some yeah. people may yeah. choose Islam. Some may, yeah. people, some may choose the nation of Islam. Some may choose uh, whatever it is, you know, Scientology. But the, the main thing is, is that we connect as, as people, as human beings. Because a lot of that stuff is we're causing more separation instead of uh, us connecting and trying to solve more problems. Because there's a lot of issues amongst us to begin with, right? And, and sitting there worrying about you being a Hebrew Israelite or some other denomination ain't going isn't going to change anything if you're Moorish uh, or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was the thing because I, I remembered that when you sent me the message, you said, "Hey, I'm on my way on there right now." I was like, "Oh shit." And I was just reflecting as I was cleaning up, like, yo, that's how we connected. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just with you. It was with a couple other people as well. You know, and they was like, dude, you in the same mind or mental space that I am. And I told them at the same time, it's cool to be in that in that mental space, but we have to we have to continue to progress. And, and build, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, continue sir. to build. And the thing about it is I don't necessarily want to be stagnant. I want to continue to get better as a person and continue to grow. And I was also telling them, like, the person that we saw on that post and who was doing all that yelling and, or not yelling, but doing all that typing and shit, you know, it's like the insults that was coming with it. For me, it was like, how far is that going to get anybody? Like, that's the thing that keeps us further and further apart is the fact that we don't want to listen to each other or we keep trying to, trying to bang each other's head against the wall. Now, my thing about it was, I know what I'm saying is true and is even scientists will prove what I'm saying to be true. So... I don't have no reason to sit and argue with you about it. That's one thing I always uh, say whenever I have to try to convey my point of view across to people, because uh, usually I'm very unbiased. You know, I don't like to take sides and set for truth. You know, that's when my, my side taking comes in. And usually with, with that, you know, with Dylan, I've been around, you know, those people around my whole life. And, you know, sometimes when you have to hit them over the head with, with, with facts and, with these facts, when I start to get the scowling look, you know, I have to tell them this isn't Ian's racist rhetoric. This is science. Yeah. These sciences aren't black. They don't look like me or nothing of the sort. So this is Harvard, Yale, you know, providences and, and things of that sort. Like, so don't even look at me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Have you ever... Yes, done your your ancestry like ancestry.com or african ancestry.com i did um when i was uh with my ex we did um what was it like a 23 and me or something like that okay kind of kind of regretted it but at the same time you know i like to do some research so i, I kind of pulled a little information out of that because the 23 and me is basically going to just give you um, it'll tell you like, hey, you're from here, 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 and here, this percent here, this percent here, this percent here, and all these different continents of the of the world. And none of them will mark you in North America. 
which strike me as strange. And so with these markers, they also give you these um, allele values, what they call them. So that's when I went and took my um, studies a little further and tried to find out what are these allele values? What do they mean as far as this information that they've given me? And uh, it was deep. Um, Can you expound on the allele values? Can you talk about what uh, It basically that talks about uh, hereditary aspects of, of your DNA and um, things that you can be receptive to or susceptible to um, just off of who you are, okay. off of your own genetic makeup. You could be able to, you could be coming down with a certain illness at a certain age or um, hair colors, eye colors, pigmentation, things of that nature. And that's why they're able to place you off of these allele values, they're able to place you in Madagascar and um, uh, Eastern China or wherever they're they're going to give you these markers from. It's because of they you know how to, with their technology you know how to read these allele values to the fact that they can basically tell the phenotypes of how you look off of the genetic makeup that they have at their disposal. Okay. And so that's what they're going to mark you off of. But other than that, um, no, I haven't done the ancestry. I, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about doing it as well. It's something I've started to consider more and more um, just because for us um, going through slavery and everything, our bloodline is so broken up and we don't have any papers or documentation to where we actually come from. If we originated here or, you know, if we were bought over, uh, through the Atlantic slave trade or uh, something of the sort. So I have considered that. And I was just asking you because over the last couple of weeks, I've been, uh, I've been thinking about doing it. And at some point, I, some point I will uh, sit down and, and go through all the paperwork and everything. I think um, if it's the one that connects you with family members and has um, like documents from, you know, past time, past history with uh, like, like census or something of that sort, then yeah, I recommend it because that's what that's the way I'm going to do as well. Um, just to try to get more of an in depth, you know, to basically prove the pictures that I have and see who these people were and see if I can go even deeper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same thing. Uh, my cousin and this was I think the thing that sparked my interest was my cousin sent me. Um, I think he screenshotted me some paperwork or something. Or he he sent me the paperwork. Um, and it said that we were uh, part of the, we were part of the Bantu people um, and from Cameroon. So I was like, that's interesting. You know, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. But um, I'm, so I'm now uh, it sparked my interest and my curiosity. And, and now, I want to, you know, so I'm very curious about that. But I do know, I think uh, the bloodline is supposed to be shot tall on both sides or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. So. Um, I only I claim it just because that's what they, they're telling me, but yeah, that that's the same thing I say. Yeah, man. My, that oral, uh, that oral that tradition on my father's side and Creek on my mother's side. So yeah, yeah that uh, oral tradition. So now, now yeah. it's just about well, there's to... pictures to back, you know. Oh, no, uh, with, oh, I got some pictures, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's why I say once you see your great greats, you know, uh, grandparents and the ancestry you come from. You kind of got to kind of roll with that until instead of, you know, just giving, taking what they give you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, looking at 
I was looking at the paperwork um, and going by the pictures. I'm like, okay, no one just shows up wearing a headdress. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one just shows up like that. So there's something to that type of stuff. So um, I love it. on both sides of the family too. So I definitely mm-hmm. want to do that and see how 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 rich it is or how far back. Oh, brother, please do, please do. Yeah, I love to hear about it. Definitely, yeah. Because I was looking at the chart and it said we were two percent Irish, two percent UK. Any anything under that denomination under the Caucasian it was like 2%. Irish, black folk too, man. Irish, black folk too. That's the bottom of Europe, man. Yeah, black folk. Yeah, yeah. So. um and then uh, I was talking to somebody. It was like, could no, what, black people were never in Europe. And I was like, all right, do you want to have that conversation? Because if we get start doing that, do you have the time? <laughs> <laughs> Man, because if you open that, if you open that, I have to walk through that door. And when I walk through the door, I have to present documents and I have to present books to you that you have to actually consider. And <laughs> these the documents ain't they, they, they ain't lies. Hey, yeah, I know what you mean. I had to, I hit, I had, I remember last time I had a conversation with a, with a white guy about this type of stuff and I get the name in books and authors and, you know, Dr. So-and-so, don't you know about Dr. So-and-so, just Dr. so and He's like, well, these people are doctors, so I guess they, their information is credible. I'm like, just maybe, just maybe, yeah, could just be. maybe, man, just maybe, just but maybe, that's you know? like that, like, but that, that, that lets us know that through the course of history, people have hidden the truth for a reason, right? Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. And, and we know through racism and we know through prejudice and we know through hate, mm-hmm. people, make, people want to make sure that a certain narrative is told and not the truth. That's the yes, problem. Sir. Very much so. the truth, yeah, the truth isn't being told. And we end up a lot of times hearing, hearing these narratives, uh, false narratives about where people come from, who did what. Uh, black people only came from the slave hmm. trade, and uh, a lot of these, t- a lot of the time, these things are incorrect. You know, so um, a lot of for us as as young men, black men uh, who are very curious about where we come from, and we are around people who are just as intelligent as as us, and we have the professors and the doctors to to, to let us in on the game. They tell us, you know, like here, here goes this book and. Here goes that book, and here's Renoko Rashidi, and here's this person over here. Here's Amos Wilson over here, and John Henry Clark, and all these guys did all the research for you, for you to uh, further better yourself. Yes, sir. What is you mind me uh, interjecting to ask you a question? When did you kind of start, you know, dwelling into, you know, just a different mindset of where society wants you to go as a black man, a young black man? you know, in your upbringing, uh, in your adolescence, rather, and just, you know, what, what was sparking you? You know, did you have role models? Did you have little... No, it, I don't think it was a role model. I would say it was my aunt. My aunt kept these books around her place, like on her coffee tables, and I think like on her bookshelves. And there was okay. a 10, I think it was called 10 Black Kings and 10 Black Queens, all right? That was one of the books that she had. The other books that she had was... um. Uh, 10 Black Poets I Should Know. I think another book, I think another book was about, uh, it was about black judges and it was just these different books that she had about black people that I had, I hadn't read read at the time. So that started off when I was young and every time I went over to her house, I always picked up, they weren't that big. They were really small books, but you could sit there and you could thumb through them and you could find out like 
10 founders. It was just like founders of, of states or founders of, 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 of cities. And then mm-hmm. I read about Jean, Jean Baptiste Point du Sable, who founded yeah, yeah. Chicago and things like that. Yep. And you read about him and how he told all the Caucasians that y'all building on sand, y'all need to build further into the land. <laughs> you know, things like that. And you would find out like, wow, they didn't know what the fuck they was doing. They never knew what they were doing. Yeah, and then they, and then they murdered the man and took all the land and then they called it downtown Chicago. You know, so yep. it's, it's all, it stopped, so it started young. But I didn't really understand until I got into high school and my, I think it was my sophomore junior year, they were teaching us about all of these white men who had did these really great things and they made America so awesome and in such a place to be. And I was like, that's not true. Like none of the information you've given now is, is correct. Like that's a narrative you're giving me because that's what you want me to go along with, but that's not how it happened. And when I raised my hand and talked to the teacher about it, um, she, yeah, she didn't want to hear it. She didn't want to hear it. <laughs> so consequently, because she didn't want to hear it, I pressed, I pressed the issue. Sure. I pressed the issue. Best and when I was do, told that- Speak your mind. Yeah, and when I was told that no black person had done nothing up until a certain point in history, that's when the Incredible Hulk came out and was like, oh, you bullshitting me. Bullshitting me, and I—that's when I really started. Like every time I was in class, I became more and more disruptive because I'm like, "Yo, they're li- they're lying to us." You went they to lie. CBS? I went to the V. Okay, I, I didn't know v. you back then. You—I you, think you was like a year ahead of me. Yeah, but it, I, I was um even back then. I, went, I was in the shadow. I did. Uh, I went to grammar school with your sister, though, which I didn't even know that was your sister until we got cool on Facebook. And yeah. I'm like, that last name sounds familiar. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that. Like wonderful, like okay, he's yeah, definitely good. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely know you good people. She's definitely a good person. I, well, I don't, I don't, I haven't talked to her in years, but yeah. when we were kids, you know, what I'm saying like you, you could tell if someone was a good person as a child. Obviously, when they're adult, yeah, yeah, you don't, unless obviously yeah. you're misled. But yeah, so it was. It, it started. It started young, but the older I got, I started seeing the, the patterns of it, and it was like, hey, there. We're being, it's, it's things that they aren't telling us about ourselves. Yes, sir. It, was like, it was always like, why am I doing history and social studies? Which is fine. Like if you want me to learn modern modern times and everything, but why aren't we learning about uh, George Washington Carver? You know, why why aren't we learning about the people who have been- over sure. <laughs> Matt Turner. Yeah. Like why, <laughs> how, how come I don't know who these people are? Or how come they aren't telling everybody who these people are? So yeah, yeah it, it started early on. It started early on. Um, and, and the older I got, the more I realized that I was just different from everybody. And I just had to accept the fact that me trying to blend in with everybody else just wasn't my thing. Like I just had to, I'm, I, had, I had to- Likewise. Likewise, my brother. I, I'm, I'm glad around the time I was starting to, it took a while, uh, cause I had to work on self for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, growing up in a city society, you know, they'll try to turn you into who they are. You know, they want you to hate the world like they hate the world. So for a while, I wasn't necessarily myself. Um, and so once I got back to going into just being more of a, a positive mindset, going back into looking back into um, just researching, just spending more time focusing on using these terabytes for useful information instead of bullshit. Uh, that's when the shift came and uh, it was a lot of relearning. And 
yeah, from there, I kind of picked up on a lot of information I definitely didn't even learn back in high school uh, or reaffirmed a lot of stuff that I knew back in high school. Yeah. Um, we had this guy, Mr. Stern. Uh, this dude used to, he used to kick a lot of, a lot of black history type stuff, you know, that we didn't necessarily get inside the book. And I remember a few times, um, you know what I'm saying? He closed the door and, you know, kick it to us a hundred on, on a lot of different aspects of stuff that I didn't even get a stamp on until I started listening to like Bobby Hammett, Phil Valentine, uh, Delbert Blair, things like this. And I'm like, man, like you got Ashwa Kwesi, you know, people like this putting stamps on information I was getting back then. And uh, I remember he, he had to close the door and he was like, man, like y'all can't go into other classes talking about this. You can't go home and talk about it. I don't know what you should do with it, basically, but retain it and just don't speak on it in other places because I lose my job because this isn't part of the curriculum. Um, I will say I don't I don't know how she's doing now, but I know my sophomore teacher for history. I think I can just say her last name, Miss Smith. Uh, my sophomore year. Yeah, we passed statute of limitations. Yeah, it is, but you know. <laughs> Miss Smith, she was dope because she was the one that told us, uh, she was like, they, I'm going to teach you. She said, I'm going to teach you the history books that they gave us. But while I do it, I am going to give you history of us in yes, between sir. it. And yes, sir. When she started teaching that shit, you could see the shift in the room and in the students and how everyone felt about themselves. Mm -hmm. And shortly thereafter, maybe a couple months, she was fired. I think someone, someone said too much. I, I figure um, as much. Yeah. But you got to be thankful for those pillars in our upbringing, man. Yeah. When we were still, like I say, when we were still adolescents. And with that word, I say that a lot because at that, during those age frames, we're still adding lessons onto our upbringing, onto our personality, our um, just whole persona of thinking, our ego. Just, But yeah, man, it's wonderful when you got people to really push you in a direction beyond what where, where, where society wants you to say that man that's that's great yeah it was a uh, it's imperative that that they give that even when my, like i'm talking to the nephews or the young ladies who i call my nieces uh when i when they're when they're talking to me and they're talking about what, whether it be life or school i always throw some of that stuff at them so they have an understanding because yes, part of the shift is to make sure that you know there is a, uh, a power within them that they can tap into <clears throat> uh -huh. so that they know that, you know, excuse me for that, so that they know that, you know, you don't just have to be a drone and do this, but so you know that there are people who look like you who yes. did more than what we're doing um, to get us to this point, you know? Yes, sir. Uh, washer, the dryer, I say that all the time, you know, um, the internet has capabilities that came from a black guy being involved. Yes, um, sir. All that stuff, you know? The, was the heating, the heating unit, all this stuff, you know, the blood transfusion, the heart transplant, the very light that we're using, you know what I mean? So, um, and that, that, with, with that, I'm sorry, I don't mean that. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I go ahead. No, go, go ahead, go okay. ahead. Now, it, it's crazy that they don't give Louis Latimer the credit, you know, that he deserves because Louis Latimer created the filament for the light bulb. Really, all Thomas Edison we did was basically put the bulb on it, <laughs> but yeah. still, you don't have no light without the filament <laughs> so all right but yeah i don't know it's a headache right <laughs> <I swear to laughs> it's a headache it's a headache and 
that's why I, 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 I always encourage people, people our age, older or younger, man, read, pick up a goddamn book. Yes, sir. Use your mind. Yeah, I got I got books. I'm more in the hat rack, as my grandma would always say. Yeah, like, so. I, I, got, I got books. Like, I, I'm not going to let you have them. I'm not going to let you keep them. But look up there. You know, take a picture of a book, what you want to read, uh -huh. and, 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 and go find it. Yeah, or I, I'll gift you one. You know what I mean? Like, I'll order it from Amazon, and I'll have it sent to your house. You don't even have to uh -huh. say nothing. Just pick the book up and just read the damn thing. Yeah. You know, um, and I'll say this also, because I did some substitute teaching for a while. Um, the kids liked me while I was there because what I would do is I would teach a class, but I would do what my um, high school teacher did, Miss Smith did for us. Mm -hmm. She dropped the knowledge in there while we would just Wonderful. be in the classroom. Wonderful. And I, I felt that it was necessary to do that so they had the information. So they, their brains were tingling and they felt good. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's nothing, it's, it's nothing better than that feeling of know that, you know, there are people who are before you who could accomplish things. And you can walk in their footsteps or you can stand yes, there and do better. Yes, sir. I totally agree there. Yeah. So around that time, too, I think around the time where I graduated high school, um, I think the Nation of Islam was trying, some of the guys wanted me to come be a part of that. Yeah, um, I know. So. Yeah. Um, I wasn't interested, so I don't have anything negative to say about it, but my, my, my only thing was, can I just come in here and read? And, you know, I was, they was like, well, you can, you can come in and read, but we prefer, you know, if you be a part of our program. I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I already came from Christianity, so. You know. Same path, my brother. That's what exactly what I was thinking. Like, it sounded like you went exactly through what I went through. I just left Christianity. <laughs> they don't want me to read on my own. They want me to listen to these bedtime stories and they put it in parables where they jump in and yeah. jump in to get their point across. And and I liked, you know, the thought of the nation. But the whole recruiting thing, like I'm like, man, my mother taught me to stand on my own as a leader. One thing that I got that, that uh, you know, you, when you're black, man, your parents going to threaten you. They're going to say, they're going to get the lessons man, right? Huh? She said, stand on your own as a man, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You yes, know what I'm saying? I was to say a lady for a second, but. No, no yeah, but she's, you know what I'm saying, as far as being a leader. and Oh, leader. You know, okay, one, I thought you said lady. Okay. Sorry. Apologize. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. My bad. It's all right. Um, but one thing she had taught me that kind of put that on a on a higher pedestal as far as just understanding things and listening to her she was telling me you get your ass in some trouble if it was your idea i'll be leaning on you but let me find out you following some other dumb ass and you can got into something i'm gonna leave you in there i'm gonna leave you in whatever shit you in and i could understand that you know it made me psychologically move different and choose who I would hang with and where I would choose to go and have a more of a discernment. Yeah. Cause Hey, I ain't scared of the police. I'm scared of my mama. You know what I'm saying? So, and it was the fact that she was telling you your choices determine what happened. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, but if those choices weren't yours and you were coaxed into doing it, then, you know, you're not who I, who I raised you. To I be. raised you to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that, but 
And the other part of that for me was, you know, we're growing up in these systems that we're not necessarily picking for ourselves. So the fact that I'm going to leave one, one, one group or one religion and go to another didn't make any sense for me. And I think psychologically, that's what people do anyway, right? Like they'll leave Islam and they'll go to Christianity or they leave yep. and they go to Islam. And for me, I just chose to just not do they it. And go to more science temple. Yeah. <laughs> No jabs and nobody, no jabs, no jabs. No, no jabs and nobody. But for me, I, I just didn't want to do any of that. I just felt like uh, at that point, I just wanted to read more and find out more, you know, uh, dig, as, dig as deep as I could, you know. And, and the more I dug, the more I found out that there were more people who, who were black and who weren't black, who weren't African and who were um, that knew some of this stuff. I came across scholars that were uh, European that gave me books by uh, Kwanzaa Kanjufu and all these different types of people um, who said, hey, if you're going to read that, you should read this, you know? Okay. And yeah. So I was just like, yo, this is the best part of all of this is that there are people who want me to learn. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and through, through, through churches, it was like, oh, you doubting your faith, brother? Like you don't believe in God. You don't believe that God can deliver you from these mental thoughts that you're having. It's like, I don't think I want to be delivered. Like, I want to know more about where I come from. I want to know why we, why we believe in some pale faced man as, as our God and savior and why they ain't black, you know, if it's going to be one. And then on top of that, why do I believe in a religion, but it's not doing nothing for the people that look like me. Like everybody I know, when I look around, they starving, they hungry, they strung out. They're on drugs, they 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 alcoholics or whatever it is, and, and they're mentally and, and financially poor. Like how is that helping us? You know? Yeah. And at, at the same time, I was also thinking, you know, why 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 should we wait to heaven to get our just just reward? Like it shouldn't it shouldn't go like that. I agree, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, so um all that once once all my once my mind started going with all this stuff. And it's the, the wheels start churning. The older I got, the more I just started to step away from the church. And, and it was it's no disrespect to anybody who believes in any anything like that. Because I have family uh -huh. and that's what I come up in. But yeah, likewise, man. Likewise, man. You know, that's that's where your faith starts at. That's the foundation to your faith, you know. Absolutely. You 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 start with your belief system, and if your belief system is strong enough to back your faith, then you're gonna manifest, you know, whatever it is you want to your reality. So yeah. Did you ever end up joining any other uh, program or, or organization through that? Nah, I, I chose to just do my own research on my own, do my own reading. Uh, me and a few of my, my friends, you know, we would, you know, be in different aspects of learning or whatnot, but somehow we'd end up at some point coming into a tangible of, you know, trying to kind of hitting the same uh, parallel or whatnot. Uh, uh, informational and so yeah it became we would start having little powwows or whatnot sit in the car you know smoke chill and it started becoming almost like a, a daily thing and we went months on this and just uh, just having a little think tank you know like three of three of us maybe yeah. everybody else looking at us like we was crazy conspiracy yeah. theorists all yeah. type of stuff but yeah i got into the whole conspiracy theory thing too but yeah. To me, that's so far of a rabbit hole. It's like I don't really know what's yeah. true in that. In that Man, I swear. 
Like I'm not, I, I'm not a, a, this really rich guy walking around with millions of dollars, you know, who can tell you definitely that this happened over here or this happened over there. But on exactly. the outside looking in, some of it, you know, it has its, it has its validity to me. Some of Yeah, it's yeah, that's, and that's where I stand at. It's like when it has validity and then people who you bring the validity up to, it's like all they have to do is say you're crazy and it sounds crazy and it's like, that's really all you got for me? Yeah. Yeah, but, well, I think I learned about um, being called crazy is that usually is a good percentage of the time that some people are, are actually just truth tellers. Yeah. He said that about Dave Chappelle, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> Very true. They said Malcolm X was crazy. Uh, or he was militant. Um, they said, shut up. They said a lot about a lot of these different guys. And, and, you know, what you come to find out is that they knew to do better for themselves and for the people that look like them. So they weren't really crazy. They Indeed, were they weren't. To, they were just trying to tell the truth and tell the message that we needed to hear. Yes, sir. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so where did you grow up? I <clears throat> uh, grew up in Chicago um, initially, then on the south side. And then uh, moms moved, moved me and my brother to Carroll Stream for like six years. Oh, wow. Then we moved yeah. back. How old were you guys when you moved to Carroll Stream? I moved to Carroll Stream uh, first grade. Okay. First grade through sixth grade. What was that experience yeah. like? <laughs> uh, it was cool. I didn't necessarily want to come back, but we was back in the city every weekend anyway. But at the same time, that didn't really have any attachment to anything out there. Like me and it was my mom and my brother were just out there. and There was no family out there, so... You know, was that one of those back things just get you away from the city? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uncles was in heavy in the, in the gang banging and shit. Moms was definitely trying to make sure we didn't get into that shit, and so she got us up out of there. Okay, um, so that was like to sixth grade, you said? Yeah, to sixth grade, and then we moved back. Okay. All right. Um, and then you, what, what, what uh, elementary school did you go to? Uh, I went to Warren. You went to Warren? Yeah, I went to Warren. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to see if I, I don't, you know, it's too long ago, so. I know, I said the same thing, my brother. I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't know this guy. Like, I'm like, I'm looking, like, now he don't look familiar, but no. he know everybody I know seems like but and, and my face has changed so much over the years I, I don't think I, anybody, anybody recognizes me especially with the bald head you know I dig I dig yeah. Yeah, most people are used to a guy with a like curly hair on the top so this is a whole different look for them when they see oh me. no yeah I might have to see a picture from you back then and I, I just may be like yeah I do know who you is <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's, it, over the years, everybody keeps it like, yo, it's like you keep changing. I was like, that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, good thing. definitely is, definitely is. So, uh, do you have any business on your own now? Uh, yeah, as far as like you say, like businesses? Yes. Um, yeah, I have a soap making business. Um, I'm working on, I'm, well, I'm reconstructing it at the moment. I had it with my, I started with my ex. 
Um, we really had everything down until, you know, a separation and everything. So now I'm working to basically get me another name. Trade my patent some things rather. Um, and then, yeah, take it from there. Talk, talk about the soap business. Yeah, like a website or anything? Uh, no, nah, not as of yet. Um, because like I said, I'm still in the process of changing, you know, the name and everything. So I really haven't launched really under going on my own. But yeah, people who know me, um, they order stuff. They call me, text me and stuff. So I kind of hire orders that way. So when I got co-workers or whatnot out here, a few friends out here. And then when I come to Chicago, people already have orders set up. So I make some stuff up and then just come out there and have them come pick it up, drop it off. Okay. If you want to go ahead and say the site or you, how, how to get in touch I don't have a site right now. Uh, right, right, right. If you want to say your phone number, whatever it is, you, if you want to, you can do that right now. Uh, yeah, my phone number is 773-425-7292. Um, yeah, I, I make soaps. Uh, I have lotion bars. I have bath bombs. And that's it at the moment. I used to do candles as well. Uh, candles take up too much fragrance, so I kind of stopped on that. And, you know, price of candle wax, like, went through the roof. So you said it takes up too much fragrance? Yeah, uh, the fragrance oils that you have to use. Um, it, it, it takes a lot for the candle to basically hold a fragrance throughout the it's, it's the longevity of the candle. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it, I, I'm like, man, it gets a little costly. And then I wasn't trying to necessarily charge, you know, more than what I was charging already for them. So I, I like to keep a, a basic fair price for people i don't like to try to go too far over a price point or anything or anything near it okay how long have you been doing that uh i've been making homemade soap since 2015 yeah so i'll say about five years a little over five years okay okay I see yeah. the plants behind you. You got a green thumb? I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to say so. What do you grow? What are you growing? Uh, uh, I, I grew some tomatoes over the over the summer. Uh, I grew some uh, uh, some peppers, jalapeno peppers, some bell peppers, um, cannabinoids. As a certain type of strain you like? Um, I grew them from seeds, so I don't really know. Uh, but I did get a clone that I ended up um, making it through its whole term of a wedding cake. I really like that. That's that's really great. Wedding cake is indica, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm out of Michigan, so it's... I've been legal out here for a while. Oh, you good, Dan. You ever tried yeah. Blue Dream? No, never had it. Never had it. Should be a lot out there where you are. I'll check for it. I've been going to the dispensary lately. Uh, prices on the streets are uh, basically dispensary prices. And really? the quality isn't really there. So I go. I choose to go to the dispensary these days. That is very odd, sir. That is very weird. Yeah, these guys are trying to charge like two twenty an ounce for 
non-quality. Nah, we do not do that. Yeah, we do not do that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we'll connect after that. I'll, I'll see if I can link you up to somebody that, that can probably help you out. Oh, certainly appreciate that, my brother. Yes, indeed. I, you know. Um, yeah, it'll be another. It'll be another six months, I think, till I'm back in, in in that area of having my own. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but in, in the meantime, you know, you you might find this to be decent. So, you know, that's so. has a good a good thing to have. Um, on the subject of going back to like books and everything, are yes, there sir. any books that you would like to? put out there that people should read? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Some of my favorites are probably The Law of One. Uh, I, think there's five, I believe there's five volumes to that. Okay. But you can PDF it. I wouldn't even suggest to buy the hard copies uh, individual because you got to buy all five. Um, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Expound on The, the Law of One. Just like a brief it's actually a book about uh, interpretation of what do you call it? A um, it's been some years since I read it, but it was, it was a great read. Um, what do you call that? Um, it's not a trance. It's a basically it's Ra allegedly talking through this person, a channeling. It's a channeling. And the whole book is basically just channeling or whatnot, but they speak on a lot of stuff. This think this book, this the uh, the whole situation where they're going through took place, I believe, in the seventies. But a lot of things that's that are in basically volume one, two, and three weren't really even discovered until the nineties, two thousands, early two thousands. So. I read it in the early 2000s, so it was like when I read it, it was like, yo, like, I just heard about that last year. It was crazy. Like, whoa. Like, it's talking about stuff that's just now being found, and I'm reading this, and it said it was uh, written back in the 70s. It's like, it's crazy. But, like I say, for those that are into that type of stuff, uh, also, there's um, They Came Before Columbus. That's a wonderful one uh, by Ivan Van Sertema. talks about um, the natives um of all different names that were basically here before the pale people have uh got here what's another one i don't know the author but it's called things they didn't teach you in history class that has like a lot of gems in it that was one of the first ones i probably came across but it has a lot of gems in it as far as uh, black history and things, as far as uh, black American history uh, that are like just should be in the book, in the history textbooks, but aren't uh, mainly like the they have the uh, the original drawings and paintings or pictures or whatever depictions rather of the black um, Statue of Liberty. Um this is where I heard, I believe it says in there that Beethoven was black too, if I'm not mistaken. This is long before people were actually on the net trying to say that. But it, had, it got some gems in it. It has a nice amount of gems. It only had volume one. I don't have volume two. Uh, about Beethoven, was it Beethoven? It, it was his uh, 
grandfather or great grandfather, they were supposed to be black or Moors or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And they said, well, he went to go play for one of the, some king in Austria or something, someplace like that, right? That when the Mm -hmm. king saw him, he looked at his skin tone and he was, he was like, eh, you ain't, (laughs) say, you ain't white. He gave him the, uh, he gave him the old, uh, what's, what's the movie, man? Cadillac Records with most deaf when he went in the club and, and uh, who I didn't was even see playing? it. I didn't who see it. Playing? Oh, you know, okay, you never seen it. Yeah, but, but I, I, I got who he was playing. He was playing the, the king of rock and roll, black guy. I hate that I can't think of his name right now, man. It's not uh, either Little Richard or was it Chevy? Chevy, nah, Chevy. Not Little Richard. It was around that time. Oh, I can't think of his name, and I hate that I can't. So the kings of rock and roll, the originators were Little Richard, I think Chevy Checkers or Chase or something like that. Like Bo Diddy. Chuck Berry. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Yeah, I got Okay. Boom. That's yeah. who he was playing. He was playing yeah. Chuck Berry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So to the thing with Beethoven, he said he went to go see the king. In his document, actually, if people actually want to look it up. I can believe it. Yeah, his document. He went to go see a king, and when he went to see the king, he was bought before him by uh, the people who was around him and his dad. And when they got there, the people were looking at him in shock. And when he got mm-hmm. to the king, he was like, we don't think he's going to see you, man. And, um, when he got there, the king saw him. And he told him he, uh, he was a man of fair skin. He's like, I'm very surprised to see that. He said, but I don't have no pro- problem with it. He said, play on. He told him to play. Okay. He played and he left. He told him, say, he said, he said, I, I appreciate you for doing, doing what you did or whatever. So um, that's me paraphrasing. I'm not speaking about how it actually happened, but I dig. I understand. Yeah. So, um, so the whole thing about Beethoven being black, you know, that's been around for what 50 years or something like that. And slowly mm-hmm. through history, you saw them slowly just cut Beethoven out of out of rotation or whatever, like you, you hardly yeah. hear people mention his name or anything now. Yeah. And they had the Abe Lincoln thing in there too, because they had the uh, Abraham Africanus or something like that they were called, calling him in that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, they said he was supposed to have uh, that lineage too, so. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. I guess they say the high cheekbones and, and, and the yeah. actual lips, if you look at a picture of them. But mm-hmm. I would not be surprised because you had a lot of Caucasian men. No, you had a lot of Caucasian men that were raping black women um, and the men as well. Mm-hmm. So you, you did yeah, buck breaking, if you want to look up the term. They were called buck breaking. They would take the yep. men into the barns or whatever, chain them up, or whatever yep. they would do to them, and they would rape the black men. So, yeah, but during those periods of time, of course, they would take the women into the stables or whatever it was as well. And they would they would uh, push themselves on top of black women. Mm-hmm. It's a very gruesome and savage way to actually think that people will behave. But that behavior is very real. And in certain parts of the world, it still happens today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a sad yeah, I had to go back in, in time and try and figure out where the white guy came come from. You know, it was uh my great great grandmother was was married to a white guy, so that's an Irish guy, I believe he was. So 
Yeah, a lot of that happened. A lot of that yeah. happened, especially yeah. during those periods where they were supposedly and allegedly uh, superior when they actually they were just being yeah the shit, you know, about forcing themselves on people. So yeah, um, well, being native, you kind of had to assimilate, or you were either gonna go either into some form of bondage or slavery, rather, or that's a fact. Know, Go get pushed west with the uh with the rest of the people with the uh trail of tears the whole situation. That's a fact. Um, what what was the other part of that? The, the vote, right? The first black man to vote. He couldn't yes, make sir. his own decision. He had to vote Republican, or they were going to kill him and his family. So yeah, you have all these gruesome tales uh, throughout the course of history that um, they don't talk about, but then they'll tell you something like. Uh, Make America great again. That's the yeah. irony in itself. Um, is that like it a double negative? Is that like a double negative? I say so. No, okay. Yeah. yeah so that's that. Um, you know, because if you ask me, it was great before 1300s. Before the rest of these guys ever, you know what I'm saying, came over here with their smallpoxes and swine flus. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm totally not a race baiter or things like that of that nature. But, you know, like, we have to get vaccines and unfortunately to be around these people. Yeah. In order to coexist with them or for them to coexist with us. Yeah. We have to get vaccinated. Yeah, and the crazy part is the indigenous group of people that were already here healed them and make right. sure they were okay. And then they turned around and gave them the plague uh-huh. and, and killed them all. That's it's that's some, some real gruesome, nasty shit, you know. It's, it's ugly. It's really, really ugly. It's the European for you, man. Yeah, yeah. And and then you had the uh Moors in Spain, rebuilt yes, Spain. Sir. Yeah, so a lot of history out there, but that a lot of times, do you have, do you ever feel yourself at times just not saying nothing to people, just looking at them like, and like okay, yeah, and just not not saying anything about it? Yeah, I feel like the conversation would be too long, and I don't think sometimes I have time to explain it. Yeah, I, I or, don't. Or think, the, go ahead. The want the want to explain it. Yeah, I I, I find myself in a situation uh, not often, but every now and again where you just have to just shut up because of those conversations, they're grueling and they take yeah. more out of you than you actually get back from it. Yes, when sir. When you're trying to explain uh, history to someone and they're just going off of what they know and what they've been told and opinion rather than actual facts. And I've learned my lesson and I, and I learned to just, just shut up. Just shut up. You gotta give you gotta give people the, the, the leeway to be who they are and believe what they want to believe. You know? Yes, sir. Um, even when it comes to like certain friends and family who you know go off of religion and things like that. I don't I don't even argue with them. I just go, okay, cool. That's what you believe, that's what you definitely, believe. Definitely when it comes to religion, you know, they they try to, you know, they've been listening to pastor, you know. <laughs> Pastor said this, pastor said that. And I'm like, yeah, but the Bible say this and the Bible say that. So why are you even talking to me about this? But yeah, yeah man. Follow so is it, is it, Oh, we did one more book. You did four. 
Mm. You get four. Uh. Hmm. I come back to it. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'll definitely give you one, though. I'll certainly give you one. Give me a second. Okay. All right. I, I'll, I'll stand down until you, until you figure it out, until, you, right. until it comes to you. Um, what are you doing currently? Are you working on any project or working? Um, yeah, I work nine to five, basically, you know, full time. <clears throat> um, come home. Work on the business, uh, making my soaps and stuff, trying to stockpile on inventory a little bit. Um, stocks. You're into stocks? Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty uh, good with that? Uh, fairly. I, I feel like I made more than I anticipated. You know, I didn't anticipate certain things, you know, booming that when, it, when, they, when they did. So kind of felt nice, but... It's something yeah. I need to to, to to step up on. It's something I need to step up on. It's uh, a fun little game to play, you know, if you don't if you're not a fan of the going to casino. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the casino at all. Um I won a couple dollars out of there too a, a couple times, but it wasn't my it ain't my thing. Blackjack is the only thing I kind of knew how to play. So okay. that was the thing that I focused on. And and my buddy was like, yo, that's the only only thing you know, stick with that because you don't want to be out here. Excuse me, trying to play these other games and you end up with nothing. You know, so I was like, all right, I play a couple of hands of blackjack and I won. And I was like, okay, they probably just revving me up, you know what I mean? Like, let me be let me be safe. And I walked out with a couple hundred dollars in my pocket extra. I was like, all right, I'm I'm good. That's up. Yeah. Like I came in, I left with more more than what I came with. So I'm I'm cool and I'll leave it at that. That's kind of how I picked up uh, playing with the stocks. Really, I picked it up over quarantine. Well, I already I had already been playing with penny stocks, uh, which is basically anything under five dollars. Uh, had been playing with those a little bit, you know. Had a few shares of those, but never started playing with the big wigs. And that started happening when quarantine. Um, you know, casinos are down. Really, nothing to do. So I'm just sitting in the house and seeing everything starting to. Dip. Everything's taking this dip, and I'm like, everything's gonna go back up. Like, why not start buying in? So, start throwing money here, there, here, there, and as everything started to topple again, start to come back up. It was like, hey, I'm actually making money here. Like, this is great. Did someone teach it to you, or you yourself taught? Nah, I just um, I got a few pointers um, as far as pertaining to penny stocks. Um, what they were and to basically trying to focus on those if I necessarily didn't know what I was doing. So like I say, for a couple of years is really what I did. Um, I got me a TD Ameritrade account, bought me a few stocks. Um, one of them, shoot, when I bought in it, this one uh, stock plug, plug power, I think I bought like eight shares of it um, at, I think it was like $2 some change when I bought it. When I sold plug, it was just over eight dollars, I believe. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, I hate that I did that because it kept climbing. Mm. Yeah, I was on everything. Uh, I sold most of them. Okay. Because I had bought some more, 
but by the time I sold them, majority of them, like I say, it was about eight dollars. But yeah, like I said, it's came up. I'm still I'm still sitting great because it's came up now. I think plug was at like fourteen bucks now. So and yeah, so like I say, it, it took four years, but still saw a little bit of money off of it. So it's not that bad. To invest, you know what I'm saying? Maybe less than twenty dollars and okay. What type of beer are you sipping on right now, man? Uh Founders. Mosaic yeah. Promise. Okay. Yeah, I like crab. Yeah, I like crab beer. So that's an IPA, I believe. Yeah. I like IPAs. I like IPAs. Yeah. IPAs are good. Um yeah. you ever crab heard beer, of, yeah. you ever heard of uh Delirium? Delirium. No, I don't think so. Who's it made by? Um, shoot, uh, Tremens, T-R-E-M-E-M-E-N-S, I think. I could be okay. wrong. Don't, um, don't hold me to that, but, uh. All right. Nah, that doesn't sound familiar. Delirium is a good IPA, um, and Chimay has, uh, some good IPAs, too. Hmm. Where are these based at? Uh, I don't know where, uh, Chimay is based. Hold on, let, okay. me look it up. let me look it up. All right, all right. Give me a second. Yeah, it's nothing but breweries and stuff out here, man. Uh, I haven't went out to Grand Rapids to the Founders Brewery yet. Um, but out here in Grand Haven, man, and out close uh, close down the road is Holland. Um, Holland has New Holland out there. They got, um, what else is in New Holland? Uh, Big Lake is in New Holland. Uh, out here we have Grand Armory. I like them a lot. Uh, also, we have Odd Sides. They got some good beers. Then up in Muskegon, we got Pigeon Hill. That's probably my favorite. Okay. Um, so I think it's a Belgium beer. The name is something that I can't pronounce. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And it has a pink elephant on it. So hmm. let me see. The Beer Gang International Fame, thanks to the popular delirium specialty beer cafes the first one was set up in brussels and you can now find them all over the world as far as away as sao paulo and brazil okay yeah so that's a good one let, let me look up shaman because that's another one that i like oh man it looks delicious too Yeah, I had that Chimay Grand Reserve last time me and my big bro, we hung out. Mm -hmm. and it was like the little, the 22 ounce bottles or whatever that they had at uh that they had at the um uh, what's the name of that place? Um Hash House of Go Go. Okay, heard it now. Yeah, we were there. Um I'm not seeing much. Um, they got oh they got cheese too, huh? Like, what's your favorite kind of beer? Like, what's your, like, IPAs? Like so I do, I prefer, I prefer IPA. Lately, in the last couple of years, I've turned more to uh, the sours, the sour ales. I like, I, I like, like sours, beer. man. Yeah, not many people like sours. I like, I like sours. I like sours. Okay. Sours are cool. So do I. Um, yeah, it's not I telling me, I. but I'm guessing Chimay is going to be a, I'm guessing it's going to be like a French beer. Um, okay. Maybe I need to find uh, some better information on it, but 
That's all right. It, it, That's it's all right. good, though. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, me and my bro had <clears throat> the Grand Reserve, and it, it was good. How's it spelled? C-H-I-M-A-Y. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a good beer. Okay, so, I have seen this before. Yeah, pick it up, man. If, they, if you get to, like the Grand Reserve, jump on, jump on that because that's the one that I had. Okay, that's the one I had. Yeah, I, I've seen this in a store before. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's good beer. Uh, what's another one? What's another one? Firestone Walker. Have you ever had that? No, never heard of it. Yeah, Firestone Walker. They got they IPAs are crazy. Crazy. It's like 10%. Okay. one of the ones I have is like 10%. Ah. Yeah. The stuff I'm giving you right now is gonna be heavy. It's gonna be heavy. Okay. It okay. Ain't, it's, it's not gonna be like the, the dark beer. What's the name of the dark ones? The stouts. It's not gonna be stouts. Okay. You know what I mean? The last stout I had I had was Dragon's Milk. Oh, uh, Dragon's Milk, that's from out here. That's New Holland. Yeah, that, that shit was that shit was so heavy, man. When I woke up. I took a shower. It was like snot ran all down the nose. And I'm like, God, oh, I, I won't do yeah. this anymore. And I thought it was just like one time. Like, oh, it was just my first time doing it. It won't happen again. When I drunk that shit the next time, it was just so heavy. Snot just everywhere in the shower. I was like, God damn, man. Yeah, that 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 dragon's milk is a heavy beer. You can't drink a four a whole four pack in a night. You I, can't. No, it's like 14%. Yeah, all you need is one. And Stop. you take that as like following some beer or, or leave that off or something, but yeah, a buddy know, of mine he has those. A buddy of mine has me on this wave where now what I do is I'll have an IPA or two, <laughs> and then after that, like I'll switch and I'll go like uh, I'll, I'll I'll follow it with a beer that's lower and, and yeah. potency. You know what I mean? So like I'll Likewise. start heavy. And then I'll work my way down. Dogfish head. Are you familiar with dogfish head? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've had, I forgot what two beers, but I've ordered them twice. Yeah. The 90 minute at 120 is going to get you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That 120, yeah, that's the, I think the highest. I think they might have done a 180, but I don't think I had that one. Yet. The highest I went. No, is that the name of it? Yeah. It's dogfish head, 90 minute, and then 120. Okay. I don't think I had those two yet. Uh, on, I can't remember the name of the ones I had, but I, I know I've ordered them at places before. And then the last one I'll tell you about uh, is Kentucky Bourbon Ale. I love that shit. Who's that by? Um, the Shoots, I think. Okay. D-E-S-C-H-U-T-E-S. Yeah, I, I've seen them before. It's beautiful. It's like chill, you know, like... It's another one you don't want to overdo it, but like after number two, you know, you should probably consider doing something else. Like, like I understand. Have you a smoke or or uh, or start cut, cutting back and get you like a pale ale or something a little bit simpler yeah. because it'll creep up on you. And next thing you know, you'll be sleeping and you won't even know why you're taking a nap. So that that's how this one joint uh, Imperial Realignment is that's out here. Um, at this place, Odd Sides. It's, I think it's about 11%, I believe. Okay. And it's like a raspberry-ish beer. It, it's tasty mm. as hell, but it gets you there. Oh, wow. One is really all you need. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I want people to follow with that. some other stuff. 
Like you gotta be, you definitely wanna be careful when you're drinking those IPAs because it will sneak up on you. It will sneak up on you. I was drinking yeah. um, a Lagunitas Maximus and then even forgot that I was drinking an IPA because I was just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I looked up at num- number three, I'm kind of like leaned over, you know what I mean? And, and I started slipping, you know, started going to sleep. I'm like, damn, man, what the fuck did I do? And then it was like, you want another one? And I was like, oh, no wonder. I'm like, you guys over here feeding me beers. That's that might have been number four. And they just started right. laughing. It's like, man, give me some water, some some wings, and then give me like a uh, like a, a pale ale. Y'all gonna have me in here falling asleep, man. Yeah, so yeah, those those are the top beers that I could give you right now off the top of my head. Okay. I got a buddy of mine, he does that shit for a living. That's his that's his thing. And one day me and him gonna catch up so we can go. Go out and have a good time, but he like to smoke cigars, and that ain't that ain't my smoke of choice. So, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, nothing like hitting them breweries, man. Nothing like hitting them breweries. You get a flight or something. Yeah, yeah. Flights are dope. Flights are yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. Flights are very dope. Yeah. You ever do? So have you ever done that with a uh, scotch or whiskey? Like the flights? Uh, yeah. There's uh there's a distillery out here that I go to as well. Uh, it's called Coppercraft. Um, they have uh, maybe about four different kinds of whiskeys. Um, they got a gin, I think two vodkas, and a rum, two rums rather. Okay. That they make okay. in house. So yeah, I go through there and get them a little drink on every once in a while, or I go to, or I go in there and just buy a bottle and bring it home. Okay. Yeah, me and a couple of the brothers, we done. Um... We went to a few tastings here, uh, like uh, okay, for Glenn Levitt. Um, All right, Balvini, which is uh, if I were going I've to choose that, it, how is it? Balvini is good. Um, okay, if I were going to recommend one to you, it would be the Balvini uh, fourteen-year Caribbean cast. All right, that one. That one was super dope. Um, and what's another one that I that I like? Or that we went to. I think it might have been those two. Oh, the Scott uh McKellen. We did a we did a McKellen tasting too. But overall, okay. man, Balvini, out of all the tastes I've done, Balvini is the one that sticks out the most. I really I really enjoyed that. Um the breakdown, right. how, how they explained it, <clears throat> the way they the setup they, they that they had, the, the history that they gave you, and the guy who was um um man, I'm gonna fuck it up, man. I don't know if he was Scottish or Irish, I don't know, man. I apologize. I don't want to. Be, I don't want to fuck up nobody's origin or anything like that. But the dude was so dope when he was giving us the breakdown of it, man. And he was. He wanted everybody to be involved as he was. He made it fun, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm trying to make it fun for you guys because this is how I feel about this." He's like, "I love this shit." He's like, "And I'm serious. He's like, it's, not, it's not no bullshit. Like I love doing this. This is what I love to do." So he made it. He made it very fun, as well as us just uh, tasting the beers. So I really appreciated that that he was yeah, so yeah. good. So um, when they set you up, bro, you walk in, you walk into the room, and they have um, you know the flights set out for you. But it's instead of it being like rectangle or linear, uh, it's in a square, and it's like four cup holders, and they bring out the twelve, the fourteen, I think the seventeen, and the twenty, or something like mm-hmm. that. And then he tells you to taste each one. But before you taste them, you taste it, sprinkle it on your hand and, and rub it together, then rub it on your skin, on your, on your wrist and tell you what you smell. You know what I mean? So 
it was a, it was a crazy breakdown. It was real. It was bro. It was real dope. He said, "Can you smell the yeast and things like that?" And people, some could smell it, some couldn't. It was a dope breakdown, man. And everything he did, I, I, I salute them for that because you could tell that there's a work that goes into it, and there's an yeah. intricacy on another level that some people don't even know when they're drinking scotch, like how how definitive, you know, how meticulous they are about that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, very much so. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, man, after this is done. Look up, look up Scotch tastings and find find one that you may like because you know you may come across something that I don't know about, some well, facts or something like that. But it was dope. And me, me and my bros, everybody that was with us that night, they enjoyed that shit. And then everybody didn't show up that uh that uh scheduled the trip. Uh-huh. There was other because there was other people in other groups. So there was whiskey, a scotch left over on the tables. He was like, Oh, you could just leave that there because we're gonna throw that away. We was like, nah. So like, we were trying to grab all the fourteen years because that's his favorite. So while he's grabbing the fourteen, I'm grabbing the seventeen. And I look up. I was like, my man, is it okay? He's like, dude, we're gonna. Th-. He's like, my man, we're gonna throw it away. He said, take all that shit. We don't care. Said, we don't care. He's like, we have enough. He's like, trust me, we have enough. We're not gonna run out. So I was like, are you sure? I don't want to look like no dickhead sitting here just grabbing. <laughs> you know, and and we grabbed what we could, and we just sat there and we were drinking it. And he was just like, you know what? I'll have. You know, I have one with you, and, and we just sat there, dope, talking. Yeah, it was it was a cool, it was really cool. Balvini was like the best one to me, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm on that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think, definitely like my whiskey. Yeah. Um, it's really all I drink. Whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. What can I recommend on the whiskey side, man? Well, Scotch is whiskey. Hmm. Scotch is whiskey. True, true, but I'm trying to think of like a whiskey that I uh, on a higher level. The only one I had that was real crazy was that uh Johnny Walker Blue. Oh, the blue? Yeah, it's just like drinking water. You gotta be careful. Oh, okay. Very smooth. All right, all right. Very smooth. You gotta be careful. All right. You gotta be careful. Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah. Um I've had I've had that. Um Couple buddies of mine, we sat around sipping. They were smoking their cigars, you know, doing what they was doing, and and we sat there. And we just had a good time. We had a really good time. Um, but you know, cigars are not my thing, so I would kind of like stay out of the way of them because I don't like. Oh, sorry, I know what you mean. I don't like that stench on me. Um, Likewise. Yeah, it'll be on you. It'll be on you forever if you don't if you're not careful with that stuff. So. Yeah, but definitely, man. Everything I'm telling you, I'm giving you all my good, all my good shit. You know, that's all. I appreciate, it, appreciate it, man. I'm gonna look into it, man. I'm definitely, like I say, next time I'm admiring that whiskey out. I'm a, uh, on the liquor out. I'm definitely check that into it. Definitely, definitely, man. It's and it's there for a reason. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I could recommend to you, but you know, it'll it'll lose me right now. But I gave you the the top the top shit that I, that I would do. Um, but the sour ales is, is something I've I've grown more into over the past couple of years, and I just like them for some reason. I, I guess it's just that sour, tangy taste to it, and it's not oh, overbearing cool. for me. You know, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Have you had Founders? The Founders uh, Green Zebra, I think it is. I haven't had that. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So watermelon sour. Mm. I like it. Okay. I tried Taco Cat, and that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, and then there, there's one by Dogfish Head. The one they have is good as well. I forgot the name of it. Session Sour oh. or something like that. Okay, good. I might have had that. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. 
Yeah, I like I like dogfish. I've had a few of theirs. Like it's hard to find out here. I find them every once in a while, and I, I grab them. Or if I'm out somewhere and they got some, hold mm-hmm. on tap. I try to cop it there. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just certain beers I, I I like to mess with every now and then. Like not too much lately. It's just been a wine for me, and it's only wine just because of uh, I'm not able to work out like I want to. So if I start drinking all crazy, you know. And I just came off of that uh, was it that COVID that COVID weight? Okay. I got up to, I got up to 188, and now I'm down to one, 180. And I, I wish I did that weight COVID. Man, I I was trying my best. Well, I wasn't. I was I, I wasn't trying my best to do anything. Like I was eating and drinking and just having a good time. And I looked up and I walked past the mirror. And I was like, "Damn, that's me! The fuck is that?" You know, so I was like, oh, shit, I need to cut it back. But then I stepped on the scale, and the scale was like 188. And I'm like, I'm two pounds off 190. Two pounds. Two pounds, I got to be careful, because they were my, uh, and the guys guys were joking with me. They was like, you know, two more pounds, and that's when you go over the hill. You better be careful. So I was like, all right, let me start, let me start trimming. Yeah. Back, you know, so. Yeah, man. Um, Nothing wrong with a little fitness regimen here now. I, I, that's what I, so what I, that's what I did around the house or not really around the house. What I did was I finally just got the nerve, even though these people are being idiots and they just hanging outside with no mask on. What I did was I just put my little mask over my face, which is it's just uncomfortable when you're running and you're trying to work out. But what I did, I just, yeah. I just, just got my shit together and I just started running outside until, you know, some of that weight started sliding off. And when I started fitting my clothes a little bit better and I had some room in it, that I knew I was on the right path, you know. Yes, sir. Then tried to work in a little upper body routine as well. Do you do any working out? Not really, man. Uh, got a little weight set. Um, mess around with an ab roller once in a while. And I got me a, a reflex ball. Okay. That's about it. Okay. How, how long do you spend doing a workout? It depends. Okay. Uh, Usually most of the time, usually most of the time I do it when I come home from work because it's like I'm still not, you know what I'm saying, not trying to wind down yet and get tired. So I, I come in and probably hit the weights a little bit, uh, maybe hit the ab roll. I'll definitely probably go ahead and mess with that uh, that reflex ball a little bit because I really like that. It'll, it'll get you in a sweat real fast. That's all you want. That's yeah. all you want. Um, yeah. Me myself when I do that do my run I try to do uh three miles in 30 minutes mm-hmm. you know and then I just I try to just bring my ass back in the house or just stay outside and do like some jumping jacks or some push-ups and everything like that I need yeah. to get my, my, my sit-up game together so I can get more of that going um likewise yeah thinking about getting one of those uh pull-up bars and putting it in here somewhere I don't know where you know, anytime I go to the kitchen, I know it just knock one out, you know, knock a couple sets out. I hear that. Yeah, you know. Definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, no, hell no, because I got to get, I got to get all that, get up, get some of this weight off me and I got to get it cut back up. I want to get that body weight, that body fat down to something crazy, you know, so. I totally digs. Yeah. Any uh, books that you are reading around now? Uh, right now, I'm reading, uh, what's the name, Contagious? Yeah, Contagious. My things catch on. Okay. By Jonah Berger. Okay. 
That's you start you start on that book. Uh, about three weeks ago, it came in, in Amazon. It came in from Amazon. I just basically I don't be having time to really read and do everything else while I'm in here. Like I cook, I gotta clean, so you know, do my research, check on stocks, all type of stuff. Will be so I read it on on the fly whenever I get a chance. I don't get to really dwell into it. What did you stumble on that book? What's that? How did you stumble on that book? Um, well, I had came across. Jonah Berger, strange enough, through Nip. Nip had mentioned him uh, in an interview. And I was like, man, I heard his name before, like through somebody else, but I couldn't think of who it was. And I meant to go look the guy up, and I never did. Um, then I heard Derek Grace mention him once. And I'm like, all right, I got to go look into this guy. And then I found that uh, book, Contagious. That was the first one I bought. And I got to go get this other one. I forgot the name of it. But, yeah, um, Due to the fact that I have a business that I'm working on and everything, I figure how things catch on will probably be the best thing I need to be trying to look into. Okay. okay. So is it more like a strategy book or just a way to uh, Yeah, I figure that. strategy, marketing, um, I guess psychologically how things attach um, off of repetition. Okay. okay. Sounds like some, some, something interesting, something I might need to look into. I like it so far. I yeah, like it so far. Definitely. Definitely. So you're, so you, you you go off of a variety of books. It's just not one, one, one genre. No, not really. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely be all over the place with my research, man. Depending on what rabbit hole I really feel like jumping down out of what time of the year from, you know, depends on where I'm at with it really. Okay. Yeah, me too, man. I don't, um, you know, I started with, uh, the history and, trying to find out, you know, some of those long lost things that I never knew about us. And then I went into the, uh, I guess, the mental or psycho psychological aspect of it. And I bought Mind Camp, um, a couple other books, just trying to understand those guys who were trying to conquer the world or whatever, and what the, was their mental state behind it. Dr. Francis Cresswell, saying I got into that. And then I just started getting into other things. So Black's Law Dictionary was just, well, I, I bought one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, just different things that I, I, I decided to tend to have around and have a reference to um, mm -hmm. and help with certain things. And I got that big, crazy book, uh, Africana. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Um, I, I want to get the volume. The volume is five volumes to that. But right now, you know, I don't have I don't have the money for that. So I understand, man. You know, the more information that's in there, the more it's going to cost you. Bro, that is the whole the whole volume set is like seven hundred dollars, you know. And I the last time, I, yeah, the last time I paid for a book like that, um, I paid for half of it, and someone else gave me the other half of the money because the person, you know, they was fucking with me that much. So um, salute to them. But I got a couple books yeah. like that that I, you know, I don't even let people know that I do have. You know, so I understand certain books like that they don't never come back to you once they go once once you lend them out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced that, you know, four or five times. So definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely won't be doing that no more, lending out books. Enough, enough to learn your lesson, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you keep thinking, you know, that I could trust this person. This person knows me. I know this person. I know where they live. They know where I live. They'll give me my book back. And for some reason, these individuals will figure out a way. Yep. To somehow forget that that book does not belong to them, or 
messed the book up or say they messed the book up, but never return the book. Yeah. They'll give you another book, you know, but they won't, give you, the no they won't give you the original material that you gave them, man. And it sucks. So I do not lend out books, you know. <laughs> I do not lend out books no more. I learned my lesson with that shit. I understand. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't either. That's one thing I definitely gave up on. Like, if you want it, go PDF it, or Amazon it, something. But now I can't give up mine. Not my hard copies. Yeah. No, 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 no. Did you ever read the narrative of Frederick Douglass? Uh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those books that let me know, you know, I was on the right. I was on the right thing. I hear that. Yeah. Did you ever have, like, a certain book that made you feel like you were... You know, you were stepping in the right direction. Mm. Like back then, probably when I was reading the autobiography of Malcolm. Like I mm. really like that. You know what I'm saying? It like kind of I think it, it set a, a precedence for just me being young and, and, and reading yeah. that and as powerful as it was, it, it had me view the world at a in a different scope of a sort and to kind of uh i guess get a more of a realization on on the things that i would myself was dealing with on a personal basis okay, okay. yeah i think uh oh the other book though uh i say um the origins of the white race there's one and it's about two volumes to that you know what i'm saying you want okay. five books the Origins of the White Race, Volume One and Two. Uh, it talks about uh, basically how this whole little color scheme game started up. On you know, what I'm saying black and white, and how how it all really, you know, before. Uh, I don't know. Did you want me to expound on the book? I don't sure. know. Sure. Yes, sir. Right. Well, yeah, it just talks about you know before um, this whole black and white thing. You know, there was the like 300 year world war in Europe in which all of these different European nations were fighting amongst each other. And then they would leave Europe and end up on these other continents where in which these people did not look like them. And yet they couldn't suffice for themselves economically, agriculturally, uh, financially, nothing. And so wherever they are, and they were constantly fighting amongst each other. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, some, some old GDBD type, you know, I see you in Atlanta or Las Vegas is still on <laughs> over there. Over there. It's still on. White people was like that all over the globe for a very long time until they realized that they could not sustain themselves without coming together, mainly over in, uh, it started uh, in parts of Africa and it was over in, it's kind of get its main basis, I believe, in, um, Australia. And this is where it kind of kicks off as far as they can't sustain themselves because everyone on all these land masses don't look like them. So they band together as far as no more, hey, I'm Scandinavian, I'm Scottish, I'm British, I'm Portuguese. When it starts, they come together as far as, hey, we're white. You know, this is around like the time of like Cecil Rhodes and stuff like that with the De Beers Mining Company and all of that. Is around that time frame, but yeah, it, it touches very deeply on all of that stuff with uh graphing out genetics and a lot of other stuff that just was interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah. I think I'm interested in that because I know I, I think I read uh I can't remember the name of the book, uh, but it's similar it talked about something similar to that and and how what was it? Um what is it, what is it, what is it? Damn it, man, I lost the I lost the thought. But it, it, the book was going into something that what you were talking about, and it was saying, oh, it was saying how they like what you were saying, how they would go to other parts of the world and they would mm-hmm. try to procreate with other races. But when mm-hmm. they did, none of the children would ever come out uh, white or Scandinavian yep. or or Dutch or whatever it was that they were trying to be. The kids mm-hmm. would always come out with the stronger genes than they were, and especially when they tried it with people who looked like you, me, or were darker. Um, yep. Anytime they did that, the kids always came out dark. They came out sandy brown or or beach or some other color that they that they didn't like, and they were always uh, upset about it. So I think that's where the whole genetic recessive and all this other stuff started mm-hmm. to uh, uh, come about and everything. And they realized that. So the, the whole thing about um, conquering and making sure that they they were built they built enough to make sure that their generations or genes lasted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I think we yeah. might have been reading something similar on the same stuff, and it just mm-hmm. came out by different authors. But probably there's a movie that touches on that also. Um, I think it was a Netflix special. I'm not. I can't remember. I remember I saw it on Netflix once. Uh, but I ended up first initially watching it on YouTube. It was called Rabbit Proof Fence. It basically talks about that. Um, once again, over in uh, Australia, and basically them grafting out. Um. You know, a European would mate with mate with a Aboriginal, and then they would have an offspring, and then you would basically mate another European with the offspring. And as as they have offspring, just constantly mate another, make sure it's mated with an. And that far, if the fair, the skin, hair starts to everything, all the recessiveness starts to. So basically, you're breeding out. Yeah. And they talked about this like it was a scientific project, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that might it might have been yeah. So and when you when I openly well yeah when I do talk to people about stuff like that they go where do you get this weird shit from? It's like well there's some scientists who say that they have proof that this type of stuff is actually happening. Yep. You know it's not that I'm making this up. It's not that like I sat around with this big poster board in the crib and tried to Man, come up with this crazy conspiracy theory. You know like. There are scientists that are going around like, look, this is how this part happened and this is how this part happened. Huh? So certain books that you read aren't too far off or even, I guess, with, uh, uh, was it the uh, the mad scientist, Yaku? Yaku, the big head scientist. Yeah, yeah. the big head scientist. So some of those stories aren't, aren't far off. I used to have a Dr. York book. Really? Let someone borrow it. Uh-oh, well, we know how that goes. Know how that goes. They say it's in storage, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying. But this person had moved to another state now, so I don't know how I'm gonna get my book out of the storage that's in Illinois now. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know what would happen with that book, man. Them people ain't giving you back, back that book, bro. I know, I get the back, even if they, if, I, I'll say this: even if they don't have it, they gave it to somebody else who's just as reckless and careless, you know. Probably. You know, like I just hate that though. Like some of the really good books that you may want to revisit, yeah. and sharpen your mind on, like they're gone. And you can't like get Dr. York, it was a little some of the information was a little out there, but he was. It was some of it was 
groundbreaking enough to at least send you on a path to actually go looking into something and find something else that had more depth, more validity, you know, things of that nature. Like, I ain't gonna say I believed everything uh, Dr. York put in his books and stuff, but he definitely could send your mind into a... Didn't at, one point he invented, didn't at one point he invented his own language or something like that? I believe so. I believe he had his own language and he had some uh, uh, his own town in Georgia, I believe. I think it was called Tamaru, I think it was. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I know people went that seized all that. It was like, hey, you ain't having that going on on this land. But it, it takes a special individual to uh, craft his own language and, and put that together because... Very much so. Yeah, it, it, that's not something that you can just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to do this. And then it just happens like that takes years. of. I wonder how long it took him to sit there and craft that and, and put that whole situation together. That's a good point. That's a good point. I wonder. I, I'm very curious um, to know how long it took him to sit there and write, complete a whole language. You know, that's, uh, that, I'm very curious about that. Totally impressive. Yeah, totally impressive. Very, very impressive. Everything um, he did was impressive. Yeah, I, I wonder. I guess can we call him a mad scientist? <laughs> yeah, they locked him away, so I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. We're not laughing to be nah, making jokes, but it's a fact that man, you know that man you know is. You know, he's different, and in, in the things that he came up with. Yeah. Were, were, and and I believe the allegations really that you know what I'm saying. Like even the people who had some allegations against them have come out and said that hey, they were paid and coerced and everything else, you know. So that's a sad situation. But see, here's the thing for me: I don't, I don't know anything about it. I never, I never looked it up. I never tried to research anything about okay. what happens. But in those situations, especially if it's like grown people, you know that they're putting money in front of you for you to say these things. Don't you know that? Instead of you them telling you 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 could take care of your family and this could put you in a better position, you're about to lock up an innocent man. At what point mm-hmm. do your morals and integrity kick in and say, you know, this isn't you know this isn't the right thing for me to do? All crimes are commercial. It's not about morals or integrity. It's about money. It's about finance. I think you should repeat that, man. Say that again. All crimes are commercial. It's not about morals or integrity. It's about finances. There you go. There you go. Um, and, and that says a lot about the, the the lack of morals and the lack of integrity from some people when they do decide to do yeah. like that. And the system, because the system really promotes you to do this, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then the ones that don't do it, they get called crazy, you know. They get called crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it seems like the same shit was happening with Michael Jackson, you know, he slept with kids. And then when they asked Mike, said, do, do kids sleep in your bed? Do you sleep in the bed with kids? And he giggled and said, yeah. But here's the crazy thing about that. Was the bed big enough for all them kids to be in, be in there? And he was in another room. Exactly. They slept in my bed. Yeah, they slept in my bed. I was in another room. He might have not told them that. Like, I was in another room. Yeah, man, I got the whole story. Chris. Yeah, like, and... From what I, I I heard, he said he wanted to be bigger than Barnum and Bailey, and he got his wish. So I don't know, man. I, I think 
when you get big enough like that, you know, you got people prying in your business and you got others who are jealous of your accomplishments. So yeah, anything to tear you down the same way that they uh same way that they built you up too. So very much so. Hey man, that's the uh comment of this uh of the day, man. What's All that? Crimes are commer- commercial. All part- I got that from my man Matt, man. He I he's like um Man, I've known this dude, man, like my whole life, really. I met this dude in like first grade, man. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I've I've known this guy. He jumped into law, and with the information he's conveyed to me, and I was like, whatever, like. And he's like, dude, get into this, get into this, and I, and when he finally started practicing on its own, on his own, from getting like tickets and stuff and having to go to court, and I'm like, how'd you get that thrown out? And he's telling me this and this and this and the right to travel and this and that. And you ain't got to hide this. And you ain't got to hide that. And I'm like, dude, he just actually got away with all of that shit. Like, whoa. So uh, eventually I told him, like, man, I don't have time. I'm in another rabbit hole right now. <laughs> Going to jump down that hole once I climb back out of this one. And that's when I kind of jumped down that hole and I kind of ran into that. And one day we were talking and he really expounded on that as far as uh, all crimes being commercialized and everything like that when he was helping a friend of ours. And yeah. That's a dope, that's a dope ass comment, man. I think I'm going to title this that um, when I post this shit finally. I don't know when, but I, I'm not. All good, my brother? Huh? I say it's all good. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna title the the interview as you know, my man Irk. All crimes are commercial. I'm gonna put it in, put it in quotes because that's dope. Man. That's, that's dope. Hey man, I don't want to hold you anymore. So, is there anything else you want to talk about or? Uh, nah, man. Sure, whatever you want to wrap about, man. It's fine with me. Sure, when we get done, just gonna go ahead and uh finish up cooking. Gonna go ahead and cook up these uh. I got some for make some uh, jerk chicken nachos. I got the chicken and everything already ready. It's just sitting over here with the top on the pan. I'm about to go ahead and uh, fry me up some corn tortilla chips and there you go. You know, give me some queso on top and get to it. Um, well, I'll leave you to it. I'm about to get ready to watch these fights for the evening. Oh yeah, that too, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who you got? Who you got? Um, I got Loma. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, dude, gotta hit Loma, man. He ain't gonna be able to hit him, man. You gotta hit. You hit that you can't see. Like, buddy, got a he got a hard punch. He got a heavy. He got a hard punch, but he's very young. Um, him and Loma have the same record when you're looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is I he's think experience. Yeah, I think they. And not even. I know. I'm not gonna say he's inexperienced. Loma is just a different kind of beast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's inexperienced. I'm just saying. I'm saying yeah. that I'm thinking Loma has the experience. And yeah. if if you've been watching any of these updates about what they're talking about, uh, you've never seen his father speaking. His father hasn't said anything. Um, mm. They mostly interview uh, the son, Vasily. And when they talked to Vasily, Vasily was like, I don't know. I don't interpret what he says to me. <laughs> you know, he, his father says he knocks off my head. I don't know if he knocks off my head. I've never seen the head pop off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're interviewing him and he's just like laughing and giggling about it, but he's very <laughs> reserved. They call him high tech for a reason, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I think what we what what has happened is we've seen him struggle in certain fights. We've seen him in one fight get knocked down, but I don't think no one has pushed him. Yeah, Loma, yeah. right? No one has pushed Loma. No one has been able to push him since uh, Salido City. Since yeah. City pushed him, all right. Yeah. And since that, he's learned his lesson about what. Well, let me stay out these guys' way. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's back so, to bouncing around on these miles. He ain't trying to get in that tussle with you. No, it ain't gonna be none of that. And that's the thing. Unless he see weakness. Unless he see the weakness. And that's what I'm saying. The only way for uh, Teofimo to get him is to push him back and cut the ring off. And in order for you to do that, best Lomo wishes to him back. on that because Lomo bounce around too much. And he bouncing punch at the same time. And, <laughs> and, bouncing and, right. <laughs> and he not just right. not just bouncing, but he bouncing and put you in a spot so he can either hit you or get out the way. So mm-hmm. when, but you think it's okay, I got him. It's him setting you up going, no, you don't have me. I just exactly. put you where I wanted you to be. And you're not gonna get me. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. get you. So it's this, this gonna be, be very interesting. It should be very, very good, my brother. I am going yeah. to uh, get ready for this. Um, yes, sir. I would like to talk shit to people. What time um, the undercar start? I don't know. It may it may be starting shortly. That's what I, I also yeah, say. Yeah, day too. But um, I know that the zone fights was on earlier. I wasn't, you know, too um, too interested in what I saw. It was some good fights, okay. but you know, um, I, I don't okay. feel like I missed anything. So I'm definitely going to tune into this undercar. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, likewise. And I'm a Charlo fan, by the way. So, bang, bang, oh, yes, sir. Both of them. 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 Beast. Beast. Yes, sir, man. That, that weekend, man, I, it was crazy because that weekend I messed around. I watched the first Charlo fight, and then I, they said it was an intermission. I'm like, what? The next fight ain't going to come right on? Like, are you it was saying? a double card. They, it was named as a I, double I, I card. Know. I know. So, I turned to the Lakers game, and like maybe about halfway through the first quarter i fell asleep on the lakers game woke back up like five minutes left in the fourth like oh shit they won all right come on you know what i'm saying so then i'm like well let me see what happened with the fight because i'm on fire stick i'm fire sticking everything so bam click over to the fight oh oh it's back on it's just the beginning like i'm like whoa this is crazy it's like a two-hour gap here and i still was able to find it all and then while that's happening on the other side, you had Adesanya versus Costa going on. Oh, I ain't know about that. You ain't know about that? Oh, man, you missed that. Man. I ain't going to tell you the results, but uh, you're going to like what you see. Yeah, I'm going to go back and check that out. All right, all right. See? Yeah. But my brother, I appreciate you uh, allowing, up, my brother. allowing me to Much take up some of your time. It's all good. It's all yes, good, sir. man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, brother. Yes, sir. You do the same, my guy. Yes, sir. Peace and blessings, man. Peace and blessings. Love.